Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Yeah. 
spoke of Moses It's been a long time Since I flew to ya It's been a long time Since I said hallelujah But those that
J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Welcome to 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmam.org. <laughs> you think the uh, you think this week has caught up to me a bit? If I sound that way, I apologize, but believe me, we've got the vim and vigor this morning for another great edition of J.M. in the A.M. Welcome to a Thursday on this August 14th, day 18 in the month of Menachem Av, the year 5774, Tuf and Dalid. You heard Eighth Day with Been a Long Time off of their Brooklyn CD. Tiff Eres, that's Baruch Levine. Yehoram Gaon, who was part of the lineup with Avram Fried this past Sunday night at Brechat HaSultan in Yerushalayim. Uh, with uh, Anioseli Manginot. Mia Malel. Going way back with Simchatone. Notice that CD in our library very early this morning. I said, you know what? Let's toss one of those ditties on. Uh, Yala Mashiach done by Piamenta off of the CD, The Way You Like It. And, of course, Regesh Modani wrapping, or I should say opening things up. <laughs> opening things up for a Thursday here at JM in the AM. 64 degrees, 67% humidity, Windsor West. Six miles per hour, mostly sunny today with a high temperature of 79. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low 60. Tomorrow, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 78 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 91, Tel Aviv at 86, Haifa at 90, and a lot at 102. Up at Camp Missora, our friends in uh, Guilford, New York, are at 55 degrees, heading up to 70. And a welcome back to the uh, Nale group from Camp Missora that spent the last five weeks in Israel. I got the report very late last night and very early this morning. They had a blast. They had a wonderful time. Thank God uh, everybody was uh, was safe and good and enjoyed and had a uh, a great experience. And a big thank you to our friends at Camp Masora. They have put together a really credible Israel uh, program for the 10th grade boys. And uh, a big yeshikach going out to Rabbi Noach Weinberg. Rabbi Noam, Rabbi Noam Weinberg, excuse me, Rabbi Noam Weinberg, who led the trip and does a great year each summer. J.M. in the A.M. Thursday, a big day for us. Jay Booksbaum's going to be visiting. He has, um, he really has a, 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 an interesting story today. We're going to be talking about what it's like to run a business in Israel during the war. It's um, the ripple effect of this war is gargantuan. Every little thing affects somebody. What if you have to keep a business running during the war? We'll talk about that coming up here on a Thursday at JM in the AM. And, of course, I will discuss with Jay my uh, journey, which is now on uh, both audio and video, to the Psygoat Winery this past Monday. It's going to be on our stream at uh, jmandtheam.org at 11 o'clock this morning for a live lunch. So about four and a half hours from now, you'll see what somebody who knows nothing about wine does during a wine tasting. Very interesting, if you ask me. I thought it was fascinating. <laughs> so that's coming up later today to Psygoat Winery Show. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline is with us. We'll check out the events of this week and talk about the news of the week. And there is a lot of news. If you look at the headline of the Jerusalem Post this morning, Amid diplomatic tensions between U.S. President Obama's administration and Prime Minister Netanyahu, the U.S. halted a shipment of air-to-ground missiles to Israel last month during Israel's offensive in the Gaza Strip. 
This is a report from the Wall Street Journal. In July, Israel requested, quote, through military-to-military channels, a large number of Hellfire missiles, end quote, a first batch of which was about to be released to Israel. Uh, the Wall Street Journal reports this, citing Israeli and American officials. But the Pentagon immediately put the shipment on hold, and top officials at the White House instructed U.S. defense agencies to consult with the White House and the State Department before approving any additional Israeli requests. A senior Obama administration official was quoted in the report as saying the decision to scrutinize future transfers at the highest levels amounted to the U.S. saying, the buck stops here. Wait a second, it's not okay anymore. The report depicted a context of poor relations between Obama and Netanyahu and claimed that the decision to halt the weapons transfer was made at a point when the White House and State Department became increasingly disturbed by what they saw as heavy-handed battlefield tactics that they believed risk a humanitarian catastrophe in Gaza. I think Israel has always known that they're going to have to go it alone, but now the eventuality of depending on nobody else is becoming clearer and clearer. That's for sure. United States has a lot of chips to play. Um, They have a lot of chips to play with. I was in Israel during the FAA stoppage. Things like that. Small little gestures can have a major effect and cause a a delay or a stoppage in something that has a massive ripple effect around the region and around the world. Again, the headline of today's Jerusalem Post, at least as... Um, uh, at least on the Jerusalem Post website, the United States halted a weapons transfer to Israel during the Gaza offensive. We will discuss the um, events of this week with Malcolm Honline tomorrow morning right here at JM and the AM during our weekly update. Make sure to be tuned in. In other news, Hamas leader Khaled Mashal has been the central force preventing a long-term truce between Israel and the Palestinians to halt more than a month of hostilities. This according to Channel 2. They quoted an Israeli diplomatic source. The leader of the Palestinian delegation to ceasefire talks, Fatah official Azam al-Ahmed, announced Wednesday just before midnight that a 72-hour truce would be extended for five additional days to give the sides more time to work out a long-term agreement. Palestinians reportedly asked for a 72-hour extension of the truce, but Israel insisted that a five-day extension be implemented to prevent the ceasefire from ending on the Shabbat. According to the Israeli official quoted by Channel 2, a long-term deal could have already been reached, but Mashal, quote, was and remains the source of friction that is torpedoing a deal. Mashal, who resides in Qatar, is enmeshed in a disagreement with the local Hamas leadership in Gaza, according to a report. Members of the Palestinian delegation said they would return to Cairo Saturday night to begin more talks Sunday. Israel's security cabinet was set to meet Thursday at 5 p.m., which would be about three and a half hours from now to discuss ceasefire efforts. J.M. and the A.M. Thursday, every year we get, I think it's every year, maybe it's less often, I don't know, uh, we get this notice from the Shomrim Society of the New York State Courts. The New York State Courts have announced an open competitive exam, open to members of the general public, for the position of court officer or trainee. Court officer trainee. The starting salary 
with location pay of $3,500 in New York, Nassau, and Suffolk, is $43,500. The maximum salary rate after completion of the two-year traineeship is just over $71,000. This entry-level position can lead to future exam based promotional opportunities with salaries well in excess of $100,000, including many exam-based opportunities in the non-uniformed court clerk series. Positions with the New York State courts offer generous benefits, including medical, dental, life insurance, and retirement pensions. Additionally, court employees in the first year receive four weeks vacation, 12 paid holidays, and 13 six days. The filing deadline is today. Applications with a non-refundable fee can be filed electronically, nycourts.gov slash careers slash cot-2014.shtml. I know it's a long address, but I just want to make sure that anybody who's interested, this could really help a lot of people in our community who are unsure of what direction they're going in. Uh, again, the address is uh, www.nycourts.gov. Slash careers slash cot dash twenty fourteen dot shtml. An email address, credit card, or a loadable debit card are required for filing. Applicants have to be eighteen years old, a U.S. citizen, New York State resident, have a high school diploma or the equivalent, a valid New York State driver's license. Currently, there's no maximum age limit. Shabbos observers are accommodated for information. Visit the website and get the info today. J.M. in the A.M. Thursday morning with 64 degrees, mostly sunny and a high temperature of 79. Jay Booksbaum later in the uh, second hour this morning and plenty more as we march on till 9 a.m. on a uh, Thursday morning edition of J.M. in the A.M.
That's the uh, Simcha Liner piece, Bircha Sabanim, here at JM in the AM. Uh, before that, Eitan Katz with Bechab Bitchu. Twelve minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning, JM in the AM. Thanks for waking up to us every single weekday morning. It's quite an honor. Don't forget, today is our 
Thursday schedule. It's a little bit of a limited schedule because we're still in the month of August and we haven't kicked off all of our live original programming yet for the upcoming season. But you will see and hear uh, the show that we did from the Psygoat Winery this past Monday. That's 11 o'clock this morning during the live lunch slot. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, coming up just two hours after JM and the AM concludes. Uh, meanwhile, keep it on the stream all day long, of course, at jmandtheam.org. So you can take full advantage of the great music and wonderful programming that we've got uh, every single day on our stream on the Nahum Siegel Network. Also, if you haven't checked out the um, amazing photos and videos that are now available uh, from our trip to Israel, make sure to do so. Make sure to... Um, Make sure to go to the um, uh, com website or our Nahum Siegel Network Facebook update page. That's all you got to like. you got to like the Nahum Siegel Network page. And um, and that's about it. You'll see everything there. As you scroll down in the uh, in the feed, you'll see plenty of video, plenty of, uh, of audio and pictures from the trip that was just completed. And that gave a lot of people a really amazing feeling about the uh, Holy Land. Future of the Jewish peoples in the state of Israel. We learned that lesson and constantly talk about it. This trip uh, really helped solidify that for us. I can tell you that much. Tomorrow, don't forget, there is a uh, weekly update right here at JMNAM, which means we get to analyze the events of this week and all the news that's been happening this week and over the last couple of weeks with uh, Malcolm Honline. Should be very interesting. He'll be our guest 740 tomorrow morning right here at JMNAM. Jay Booksbaum, the world's most celebrated kosher wine sommelier is going to be visiting us in hour number two this morning live in studio with special guests. I recommend you keep it right here at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. reminds me of the uh, song. That, that's, that actually is the song, that uh, riff at the end of uh, the Hachnasa Sefer Torah this past Friday at the Ethiopian synagogue in Sterot. That is how we escorted the Torah into its uh, Aaron Kodesh. What a celebration it was. If you missed any of it, check out the Friday archive of J.M. and the A.M. It's pretty amazing, including that interview that we uh, finally got on the air on Monday with that young man in, uh, from Passaic, New Jersey, who is in Stay Road and is essentially the entire American program or foreign program in the yeshiva in Stay Road. Before Sholi, you heard Omek Adover with Vieda. Today is Thursday. We've uh, already viewed the photos from our mayor, Ubracha. They send out every Thursday an amazing email with the uh, photos of the distribution that has uh, happened already because they do it about 10, 11 in the morning. So Armeir Bracha, they are on the case. They are uh, packing food, and if you look at the photos, they had a distinguished group of people doing just that a couple of hours ago in Yerushalayim, a big yeshikach to Leora Teji, and to all the chesed organizations who did so much and continue to do so much for the Israeli soldiers and for poor people throughout Israel, especially during this trying summer of 2014. 64 degrees, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 79. Best regards to our friends up at Camp Masora who I believe are still in the midst of color war. They're enjoying 55-degree weather this Thursday morning. And a special shout-out to everybody, Noam Weinberg and everybody, all the boys from the Nala program of Camp Masora. They got back very late last night, but, boy, it was great to see them. And they had a very successful and wonderful trip, Kalakavod, for a fantastic summer uh, in Israel. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Golly, it's all in the background. News from Israel coming up. Jay Booksbound with special guests as well coming up in hour number two. Golly, it's all Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday next at JMNAM. גליצה על השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל קרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. אזרחי ארצות הברית חושבים שממשל אובמה לא תומך מספיק בישראל. כך מגלה סקר חדש שמתפרסם בטלוויזיה האמריקנית. כתבתנו נועם דהן. על פי סקר שפרסמה רשת פוקס, 38% מהציבור האמריקני חושבים שאובמה צריך לתמוך בישראל יותר, לעומת 18% בלבד החושבים שהוא תומך מדי. מוקדם יותר היום דיווח עיתון הוול סטריט ג'ורנל על שפל ביחסים בין וושינגטון לירושלים. ארצות הברית עיכבה משלוח טילים לחיל האוויר, וגורמים בבית הלבן סוטטו אנשי הביטחון הישראלים פזיזים ולא ראויים לאמון. יושבת ראש מרצ זהבה גלאון אומרת שהחלטת ארצות הברית לעכב משלוח טילים לישראל היא תמרור אזהרה לממשלה והרעה נוספת ביחסי ירושלים וושינגטון. התנהלות ממשלת ישראל ושר החוץ בראש ובראשונה מסכנת שוב ושוב את היחסים עם בת הברית האסטרטגית החשובה ביותר שלנו. כך גלאון. הקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני התכנס הערב לדון בהמשך מבצע צוק איתן ובמגעים בקהיר להפסקת אש ממושכת עם חמאס. האלוף במילואים יעקב עמידרור, לשעבר היועץ לביטחון לאומי, אמר בתוכניתנו מצד שני שחלק משרי הקבינט צריכים להיות ללא תיק, משום שלשרים האמונים על משרד גדול אין תמיד זמן להתכונן לישיבות. זו טעות שאין במדינת ישראל שרים בלי תיק. הם צריכים להיות מסוג מסוים, מאיכות מסוימת, לא בתור פיצוי למישהו, על מנת שיהיו חברים בקבינט, בפורום שבו מתקבלות ההחלטות. אחד היתרונות הגדולים של השמינייה היה שהיו בו שלושה שרים בלי תיק, שהיה להם הרבה זמן להתכונן לישיבות ממשלה. 
יושב ראש ש"ס, אריה דרעי, תוקף את ההחלטה לאשר פתיחת מרכולים בתל אביב בשבת. כתבנו אוריה אלקיים. בית המשפט הוכיח היום בפעם המי יודע כמה תוקף דרעי, כי שלטון החוק הוא עניין גמיש המותאם באופן אישי לתפיסות העולם האישיות של שופטיו. הוא הוסיף כי בית המשפט בחר להתעלם מהחוק על חשבון זהותה היהודית של המדינה ועל חשבון העסקים הקטנים בעיר. גבר כבן 60 נפצע קשה בהתנגשות בין משאית ורכב פרטי על כביש 4 מפורידיס לכיוון בנימינה. הוא פונה לבית החולים רמב"ם. כתבנו קובי מנדל מוסר שהכביש באזור נפתח בשעה האחרונה לתנועה. ולסיום, האקרים פצחנים פרצו לחשבון הטוויטר של ראש ממשלת רוסיה מדוודב וכתבו שהוא מתפטר. בציוץ המזויף נכתב, החלטתי לפרוש, אני מאוכזב מפעולות הממשלה ומצטער. וכן נשלח מסר לנשיא פוטין, וובה, אתה טועה. לשכת ראש הממשלה מיהרה לשגר הודעה שלפיה החשבון נפרץ. אלה החדשות שעורך הדר שיפר. תוכנית בחסות הרשות הארצית לכבאות. זמנים קשים, העם ביחד, כולם מוכנים, העם מאוחד, צהל מגן, העם מעודד.
J.M. and the A.M. Am Yisrael on Netzach. Brand new Lenny Solomon, a single created uh, toward the end of the war. Or I should say maybe the middle of the war, because uh, who knows with this ceasefire what's going to happen. Right now the ceasefire is holding. It's expected to go uh, past Shabbat. As uh, further negotiations will uh, commence in Egypt. J.M. and the A.M., good morning. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills. I know a lot of people are tuned in in the Catskill region, especially during the summer months. I thank you. And uh, those heading back and forth during the morning hours. Thanks for switching when appropriate. 91.9 on the FM dial in Rockland County. That could also be helpful in terms of listening to us on the radio. So I'm glad you're doing so. And uh, checking us out on a daily basis, no matter where it might be. JMNAM.org, that's a wonderful place to listen, of course. And that's where you'll hear our uh, show from Sagot at 11 o'clock this morning. The one we did this past Monday, the Sagot Winery, which is pretty amazing. And, of course, the NSN app. This seems to have been a real game changer in terms of uh, gaining people access to our programming all through the day and night. It's the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app which really is amazing and has so many functions and so many different possibilities. All the shows that we are in, uh, that we have in production are all there on the, uh, on the app. Check it out and enjoy. Again, it has uh, really helped us increase our worldwide listenership. And for those who like listening in, uh, you know, really clear fashion, big advantage if you have the NSN apps. So install it today, Android and iPhone, and uh, enjoy. All of its benefits. Nine minutes after the hour, JM and the AM, Aaron Teitelbaum released a video recently. This is just a couple of days ago. Uh, Aaron Teitelbaum Orchestra and Productions of Simcha Liner and the Edidim Choir in a song entitled Kirachem. Here it is, brand new for you at JM in the AM.
the AM. Simcha Liner with the Adidim Choir and our entitled on production that just hit the uh, web this week called Karachem Av Albanim. You'll find it on YouTube. And uh, thousands of people, of course, have already seen it. It's almost at 5,000 views. Thursday morning broadcast, JM and the AM. I know it's a long time ago already. It goes back to last Tuesday, which uh, at this point feels like uh, a past lifetime. But I want to thank those JM and the AM listeners who made sure to be at the Isaiah Wall for Mincha on Tishabov. I heard from Glenn Richter. Uh, there was a great crowd, including many of our listeners who came out to support Jews around the world in distress during the Mincha service, the annual service at the Isaiah Wall. And that was, of course, last Tuesday while we were flying to uh, Israel that Mincha service was going on at the Isaiah Wall. So, Kolak Avod, I thank everybody. And let's continue to hit the streets when asked to. Rallies, protests, prayer services, etc. When it's important and... Uh, when the Jewish community knows that there's a need, let's make sure that we fill that need and get out there on the streets as soon as possible. Quarter after 7 o'clock Thursday morning, JM in the AM. And uh, speaking of Soviet jury, when I mentioned Glenn, I thought of Soviet jury. Don't forget that Natan Sharansky was among our guests during the Tuesday JM in the AM just a couple of days ago from Ben Gurion Airport. If you missed that incredible production of being there as the plane landed and as the Olim walked in to the uh, Ben Gurion Airport Terminal 1, Make sure to check it out later on today in the archive section of jmnam.org. It is a fabulous uh, and very stirring and inspirational show. JM and the AM with this segment from this past Hass concert, a time for music number 27. Here's Diaspora. Yeah. 
the AM. God Elbaz with Tilala Derech uh, closing out this half hour. Thursday morning broadcast. Before that, Yerachmiel begun Miami with Meheira off of their Yavo CD. You heard the Diaspora clip off of the uh, Time for Music 27, both audio and DVD, when Diaspora opened up that segment of this past January's Hass concert with Pischuli, and that was pretty amazing. Jay Booksbaum expected in our studio. He's got special guests this morning. He is, of course... The world's number one kosher wine sommelier, and he has uh, special guests from Israel. And I'm also told he might be bringing a special guest from New Jersey uh, in a discussion related to the uh, situation in Israel. We'll get to all that coming up at JM and the AM. 7.30 in the morning on a Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zecher Nishmas Rav Zev Ben Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rosh Hashiva Rav Steinman Shlita related that we all know the times that we are living in are difficult. Klal Yisrael is in need of great Rachamim Yonim, divine mercy. During these challenging days, we all strive to become better, to reach higher, to become closer to Hashem. Our Chachamim taught that the poor man, the rich man, and the wicked man will come to the basin Shamila, the heavenly court. They'll ask the poor man, why didn't you study? He's going to say that he was poor and he had to support himself. They will then say, were you any poorer than Hillel? He earned just a small coin every day and gave half to the Shomer, to the guard of the base Medrash to learn. They'll then ask the rich man, why didn't you study Torah? He'll say that he was wealthy and he was occupied with matters of business. They're going to then say in response, Were you wealthier than Rabbi Lozab ben Chasim? He had a thousand cities on land and one thousand ships at sea. Yet, he would go from place to place to learn Torah. They'll then ask the wicked man, Why didn't you study Torah? He'll say, Because he was handsome and he was preoccupied with his Yetzahara, his evil inclination. In response, they'll say, Were you more handsome than Yosef Atzadik? The Manchester Rosh Hashiva asks, How is it possible that the heavenly court will challenge the average Jew with the likes of Hillel, Rebbe Lozabin Kharsam, and Yosef Atzadik? These were Gedoli Ador, the greatest of all the generations, Malachim, they were angels clothed in human disguise. How can we possibly be compared to them? He explains that Hillel, Rebbe Lozer, and Yosef Atzadik were all human. They had a Yetzahara and were confronted with Nisyonos, with challenges of life, just like we are. However, they overcame their inclinations. They dedicated themselves to the service of Hashem. The Orachayim explains that Moshe Rabbeinu said, Look at me. Look at the spiritual levels that I, Moshe Rabbeinu, have attained. You can strive to attain them as well. The great Tzaddik Rebbe Chodon Wasserman asked the question, How could a person strive to be like Moshe Rabbeinu? We know that every individual has the power to be as great as Moshe. As it says, Kol Adam that every person can be as righteous as Moshe Rabbeinu. However, 
we also learn in Devarim, Vilokam Naviod Bi Yisrael Kamosha, that there will never be another person that will arise in Klau Yisrael that will be as great as Moshe. Rebbe Chonan answers, the Torah refers to Moshe as an Ebed Hashem, as a servant of Hashem. A servant does everything for his master. Moshe's every word, every deed and thought was to serve Hashem. Everyone has the capacity to serve Hashem with this selfless devotion. This is the intent of the Rambam, that each and every one of us can be as great as Moshe. During these challenging days, each and every one of us has to strive higher. Our collective tshuva repentance, our masim toivim, our good deeds, will certainly reach the heavenly throne. And in that zuchus, may we hear besuros tavos bekarov. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik.
in the a.m. Oh, yes. That comes from the um, CD by Yummy Lowy here on a Thursday morning. Nothing more exciting for us than to have the world's premier kosher wine sommelier in our studio. Nothing more exciting. That's right, folks. He is the one, the only... Jay Bookspam. I'm blushing. Boker Tov, sir. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. You remember Daniel Rogoff of Blessed Memory? I do. I do. So I, now I was he... actually a very good friend of mine. And, and even... Wait a second. He did not have the disposition to be a good friend of anybody. He was a very good friend of mine. <laughs> really? And I have to tell you he something. He came off as a really tough dude. I have to tell you something about him. Um, and, and this is to his tribute. Yeah. Uh, he was a completely secular human being. Correct. He had no religious affiliation, so to speak. Right. Or at least he said so. But when it came to his respect for those people that were observant, that were Dati, he was amazing. I, I, I would have lunch or dinner with him every single trip that I went, and he would say, Jay, don't worry, I got a super glad kosher place, that's where we're meeting, you know, and he could eat whatever he wanted to eat, and he was very respectful, and so, you know, I And for I those who him. don't remember, he was basically the world's authority on kosher wines. Yep. And uh, now that he's gone, yeah, there are many, including some of the people I spoke to in Aritz, oh, no. who are demanding that someone like yourself step up and start recommending uh, across the board uh, kosher wines from around the world, and what I would call the Booksbaum Guide to Kosher Wine. That's what I would call it. Well, there's there's a lot of good people, and there's a lot of good people writing a lot of dis- disparate, uh, you know, articles. Um, but I think you're right. I think at some point, I'm not talking about myself, but uh, who knows? But uh, at some point, I think it's a good idea that you know somebody take the leadership role. And and before we get to your first guest, who I know is in a rush because yeah. he's got he's got a big barbecue day. Whatever that means, I have no idea. But he'll explain maybe. But he didn't up. invite me. Right, exactly. We're we're <laughs> shut out of the big barbecue day. It's unbelievable. But you invited him here nonetheless. But yeah. before we get to our first guest, I just want to mention one thing. Yeah. Monday on Tubaav, I had the pleasure of being at the Psagot Winery. And that By you're, the way, you know, Tubab is my birthday. Oh, my gosh. Mazalta, we were drinking like crazy in your honor, you should know. <laughs> Sadie Hawkins Day for Jews. That's right. We were having an amazing day because of you. So anyway, um, no, we're not asking Jay how old he is. Someone's signaling to me to actually ask you how old you are. <laughs> Wouldn't do that to you. 
Anyway, uh, so we're at the Psygoat Winery, a show that everybody can hear and see at 11 o'clock this morning, jmnam.org, nachomsegel.com. And you, you would, Jay, how long do we know each other? What is it, 25 years or so? At least. When you first met me, and you know this to be a fact, the only thing I would drink that would be that would be called edgy would have been grape juice, right? <laughs> right. Maybe a beer once or twice a year. That was about it, right? And then you'd still wince. Right, exactly. <laughs> but we know each other a long time, Sir Booksbaum, don't yes, we? Yes, we do. And since then Thank you've God. seen you've seen a gradual progression. Yeah. You remember my black muscat era? That was a good era. That remember good. that era? That was good. You have to admit my recent orange muscat era has been fabulous. Amazing. Great. I mean, Leo's going nuts about the orange <laughs> muscat over in Teaneck, New Jersey, right? I mean, right. a lot of people are Ar- Lipa. Lipa, right? I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot you're from Williamsburg. So I, I get, but I will tell you now that he is going to get a, uh, a some unusual what will be what will seem to him unusual some unusual orders of Israeli wine from the Siegel family because really? we had. You know, sometimes you just sit at a winery, in a tasting room, and you relax, and you take direction from the uh, from the winemaker, which we did this past Monday. Right. And you just, you know, enjoy it and savor it and try to understand what is so great about it. At some point, it just seeps in. At some point, you you start to hop, as they say in the Yeshiva Chevelle. You're not telling me you're actually drinking dry wine, are you? I, well, I chased, tasted a bunch of dry wines. Wow. What's that wine they got that has the four wines in one, you know? This is how a novice, uh, this is how a novice describes it. You know, four blends in one. You know the whole routine, Jay, don't you? Yeah. Aren't there, there's one like that, right? <laughs> yes, there is. So that was a good one. That was one that I enjoyed. Okay. Good. Anyway, when you see it, let me know what you think. I got it. I well, think you'll be floored. I'm excited. Yeah, I think you'll be floored when you see how I reacted to it. But anyway, before we go... Well, I to think f- it's a great tribute to you that you went and you did it on during the whole conflict. I Thank mean, you very amazing... much. You know, it's in the Binyamin region, in the Shamron. Exactly. You know that. I mean, it wasn't... It's not a... There are people who hesitate to go there. <laughs> people? Yeah. Like, like the I know, I know you rent the tank every time you drive there. <laughs> but but anyway... Just take a well-armed... Uh, escort? Escort. Is that how you do it? Oh, yeah. You're kidding, of course. It's, yes, it's one of the most amazing. By the way, actually, it's an easy ride. It's, it's a very really easy, easy ride, ride from Jerusalem. And do you know? Did you see how much construction is going on around there? How amazing the cities are expanding and the hilltops are growing. It really is incredible. Why did you bring my old friend Elliot Rosenfeld? So I was inspired. who we know. Let me finish the intro. Who we know from the <laughs> Jerusalem restaurant on Elmora Avenue in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Why, in the context of discussing the situation in Israel and its effect on retailers, would you bring Elliot Rosenfeld into our studio. So I walk into the pizza shop and I see these plastic tubs that, you know, usually you put the pickles in, you know, right. and I see these plastic tubs all over. And it, it usually those are, have a little sign that says tips here, right? Right. But this one didn't say tips here. This said, send a pizza to a chayal. And I'm thinking, what the heck is that about? From Elizabeth? Yeah, so how Quite a delivery. That? So I thought maybe, I don't know, the FedExing from right. here, you know? There's an idea. And then I, I, Elliot happened to have been there, and I said, I, I, of course I put a buck in. I said, I figured to myself, okay, how's how's he making money out of this one? You know? <laughs> Very good. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, it's just to promote the store. This right. way he could sell more pizza. Right. And I was absolutely floored by what he told me. All right. And so I'm going to let Elliot tell you. Elliot, good morning me. to you, sir. Good morning. It's been many years that you've been visiting us here at JM and the AM, but I've never seen such an enthusiastic Jay Booksbaum about this project that you started. Tell us about this whole thing, how it began. Well, about when the war started, um, my son, oldest son Gabe, came home from his day off from camp and decided to take my credit card and 
get a list of all the pizza stores in the south of Israel, which were being bombarded with rockets. And we're calling them and saying, here, take $25, $50 here, there, and uh, send pizza to the Chayalim. Right. Of course, I thought he was out of his mind, you know. <laughs> here, here we go. He's taking all my money once again and, you know. Distributing it to the southern part of Israel. <laughs> and then it got me thinking, yes, it's a great thing to give these pizzas to the Chayalim, keep them happy. They're supporting, they're uh, protecting our country. But what about these pizza stores in the south? How are they surviving? That I thought to myself, if I have rockets being bombarded in the town of Elizabeth, how would I survive? I'd be out of business. So listen, now I, I'm a pizza store. Pizza stores in the south of Israel. I need to help them out. And I had this app on my iPhone. I'm sure a lot of people had the yeah, same app. The Red Alert. Red Alert. And I decided, okay, I'm going to call. And I've decided to call the pizza store in Ashkelon, Pizza Italiano. And we remind our listeners that Ashkelon appears on that app quite. very often more than any other city. Right. And I, the guy answered the phone, and I told him, listen, I'm calling from America. I'd like to give you some money to please send some pizzas to um, and give it to Chayalim. He thanked me. I asked him what his name was. And that was the end. Didn't know how much I'm going to get out of this. I did it myself. And that's when I decided to put these little pickle jars around the store. And lo and behold, people kept on coming in and giving money. Well, it became an every other day event that I was calling up this pizza store. Meaning you had a payment for them every other day. Every other in day. In Ashkelon. In Ashkelon. Now, Golan, his wife, Moran, <laughs> his kids have become my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. And two interesting stories, what happened. The beginning of the war, I'm sitting in my store about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. A group of eight girls walk in, eight Israeli girls. And I just, the day before, sent, uh, called up Golan, and I gave him some money to distribute the pizzas. And I'm talking to these girls, and I said, where are you from? Two girls said they were from Ashkelon. I said, what are you guys doing here? One girl's father was just called into Miluim and was actually going into Gaza. And there was this organization that brought these eight girls here to get them away from thinking about all what was going on there. And she said, I said, do you know this pizza store, Italiano, in Ashkelon? She goes, yeah, I just was just there yesterday. He was distributing pizzas to the Chayalim. <laughs> I said, I can't believe it. God sends you an eyewitness. <laughs> so, of course, there I am, taking the picture with these two girls, <laughs> sending it back to Golan. Oh, my gosh. I feel like, you know, I feel like I'm living in Ashkelon right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they want you to come visit, don't they? Absolutely. He, he even said to me, Golan, he goes, you know, I want to come to the States. I haven't been here. Can you get me a place to stay? Sure. Come to my house. Yeah, exactly. Come with your whole family. It's okay. You know, you have to you have to understand what's the dynamic here. What the dynamic here is that not only are the Chayalim getting the pizza, but the pizza shop whose local community is not coming to them because they're afraid and because of the rockets, okay? So his store is empty. Now now these Chayalim walk in, and they actually are getting pizza that's already paid for. Right. So it's like... It, it's like it serves so many great purposes. Talk and about I, a win-win I situation. I think it would be a great idea if uh, it would be expanded uh, across the country. Well, well, listen, obviously, a shout-out and a call-out vote to the entire Elizabeth Hillside community because they've, come, know, through, they've huh? come through tremendously. I even had one customer of mine who went to his place of business and went to all his co-workers 
And he came in one day and he, he handed me $450. Wow. Oh. So there you go. A, a shout out to Elizabeth and thank you, Elliot. And, uh, you know, anybody wants to move to Elizabeth, there's some great houses now. Ooh, I'm not kidding. You're still pushing the neighborhood, huh? Well, uh, you know, it's starting to get a little bit filled up. So, you know, you better move fast. All right. And Jay will have that screwdriver after eight o'clock at night for you. Um, how do people help out if they want to contact you and they're not running through the Elmora Avenue section of town? They want to contact you from around the world. What's the best way to do so? No, they can actually call the store directly, 908. 908- Two eight nine oh two nine one, and uh, make whatever contribution. Clearly, one hundred percent of the contribution is being sent directly to the pizza store. To the I, main pizzeria in, in Ashkelon. Correct. I've, Simple as that. I've never been there, Metz Hashem. <laughs> I will be there soon. Nine oh eight two eight nine. 0291. You can uh, call that number, make any donation you want, and help out. In this unique way, the Chayalim benefit, a pizza shop in Ashkelon benefits, and I'm sure the camaraderie and the spirit of the community goes up when they know that people from thousands of miles away are helping out. Elliot, anything else you want to tell us? Or, uh, nope. That, that just about covers it, huh? Yes. Kolakavod to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. A great, uh, a great message for everybody. Do what you can in whatever, in whatever uh, industry you may be in to help out people in Israel at this time. Uh, Jay, you, uh, you told us you'd be bringing somebody with you today who can address this issue of what it's like for both wholesale and retail establishments in Israel during a war. Uh, the ripple effect, and the ripple effect is mammoth. I mean, I saw this just traveling through Israel. The ripple effect is mammoth. It's incredible how many people uh, and, and how many industries are affected by a week's long war. This was right. not, you know, this was not months. It was weeks. So uh, to and, that, and you know what? It's still going on, and they're still getting the, uh, uh, you know, the app is still unfortunately, right. you know, hitting every day. And we're wondering if the ceasefire, even during the ceasefire, it's, right? We're wondering if the ceasefire holds or doesn't hold. Introduce your our special guest, okay, please. So we have with us today. Um, move, that Yair. Away, move that away from you, a drop. We there have, you go. Perfect. We have Yair Thank from uh, Domain Natofa. Yair is the owner uh, and general manager. And uh, I have to tell you, one of the reasons, uh, he's in town, but I was talking to Gilad Flam from Flam Winery. I was talking to uh, um, Shmulek Boxer from uh, uh, Barkan Winery. And, of course, you can tell us about your experiences there. But we also do a lot of food business. Right. And, I, I, and, and you cannot imagine the impact that these businesses – now, of course – there's nothing worse. I don't want to take any horribly sure, of course. away from the horrible. We know it's not the worst that could be, but we know that uh, oh my it's gosh, it, difficult it, for everybody. It's really difficult. And so Yair is going to tell us a little bit about his perspective uh, and what's going on there from a winery's point of view. Yeah, Yair Shalom. Yair owns Natofa. What do we call it? We call it what, Natofa? Natofa. But is that, Dom- is that the Domain Natofa Winery? Natofa Say it again, Natofa Winery. winery. Simple yes. as that. Um, and, and is this a brand that the American kosher wine drinkers are going to be hearing now more and more? Yes, and, and actually we just met with uh, Robert Parker's uh, writer for this. Robert Parker is one of the most, yeah. you know, he wine, knows his stuff, doesn't non-kosher he? wine right. guy, but does Israeli wines. And he was like amazed at the fact that Natofa's focus is, interestingly enough, and this is not a bad segue kind of thing, but Natofa's focus is Israel makes special wine in its own special way, unlike Cabernet that can be made anywhere, Chardonnay that can be made anywhere. If you make it in Israel, it's got to be from certain grapes out of this terroir 
but that's we're here to talk about more about the uh, economic. Well, impact. we'll certainly talk about both. Yeah, here. Good morning again. Um, so it seems to me, because Israel now has how many wineries? We're in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Hundreds. 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 We're three hundreds. You're, yeah. they're, they're reaching m- towards 300. There might yeah. be 300 wineries in Israel already? Yes. And 20 years ago, were there 10? Maybe. Maybe 10, right? Yeah. It's unbelievable how this industry is taking off. But 2,000 years ago, <laughs> you had more than 300. All right. That I can imagine. Everybody but, made one in the backyard. Almost. Must have been quite an era. Was Not there big that. distribution to the United States at that time? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I can, tell you that around the village, I can tell you that around the village where I grew, we have between 30 to 40 places that you used to make wines 2,000 years ago, right. and it's, it was like an industrial area for making wines. Right. So you can imagine. It was That's a at big indu- Yeah, it's a big industrial. It was a big industrial thing. And you know the times during the years, the Muslims, they took right. out all the vines. So, uh, and, and this is near, and Jay said to me off the air, this is near Tzfat, just for people, because a yeah. lot of people don't Relatively know the map. Between Tzfat and Tiberias. It's between Tzfat and Tiberias, okay. So, I, so basically the west coast of the Kinneret. Basically. Right? Basically somewhere in that area. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So, so when I was, when we were doing this whole thing on wine in Israel, and we'll talk about the economy in a minute, when we were doing this whole thing on wine in Israel, it seemed like every winery has its own wine personality. Hmm. That There may be 300 in Israel, but each one is either because of the grapes or because of their unique process, they have a certain identity. Would that be an accurate way of putting it? I think so. It's an accurate point for each winery. It doesn't have to be the varieties that they grow. Right. It can be the, the persons that work over there. And or, their touch. Yeah, the touch of the people, right. whatever. But each winery and each business should have something like this, and it's really easy to see it in wineries. So what is I agree with you. So what is the signature of Natofa? So what is the uh, In what Natofa, is the I believe we can put two main signatures in front. The first one is the varieties that we are using, as Jay, as Jay mentioned before. We're using varieties that we believe will suit and are suiting already the terroir of Israel, the land of Israel. So it's Mediterranean varietals. It's not the normal ones. We don't have Merlot, we don't have mm-hmm. Cabernet, we don't have these things because we don't believe that for our area they are the most mm-hmm. suitable uh, varieties. That's the first thing. And the second thing is the people behind the winery. So we have, for an example, Pierre Miodovnik. That's the winemaker. He started making wines maybe almost 35 years ago for the biggest in the early years. Yeah, may, yeah, maybe Jay can tell you a little bit about it. He, in 82. Uh, in, in 82, in France, the biggest, you know, kosher wines. There, there weren't any kosher wines, like big right. wines before that, and he was the first one to start making it, still making it up to these days. So do we call this a boutique winery? Would that be accurate? It's, Absolutely. It's, it, it's big enough for boutique and not too big. It could stay in the category right. of boutique. Still, it's still so in it's the a boutique winery. I, I, one thing I did learn, you don't need a major staff to carry this out, right? You have... I don't know, tens of people, I guess, right? Would that be accurate? Like less than tens, even people, less, yeah. even less than tens of people to that to carry on an effective boutique winery. Half a dozen people, right? Well, that yeah. that might be it. That's that yeah. would be all you need. And what is the wine? In other words, every boutique winery in Israel has the wine, the bottle that has elevated them to the status of boutique, that has gotten them a certain reputation, that has demanded that people like Jay come meet with you and, and get it to the U.S. Which What is the bottle? What is an Atofa bottle that has done that for you? As we are relatively new, I won't say that we already have the <laughs> bottle of wine because we are working on it and it's growing every year. We are getting better and better results from the vineyards. We are growing our own vineyards by ourselves and that's another story that we can talk later on about, not as other right. wineries in Israel. I think the Latour Netofa 
that's the the first big wine that got how would you spell that how would you uh l-a-t-o-u-r simple as that latour right latour natofa would be the wine and i always ask you this question available in the united states yes it is available yes so people can go and explore and see this brand new uh for them what might be a brand new it's pretty brand new for everybody it's only two years here so and latour is only here a year yeah now the wine industry it's all about timing right something we've discussed a million times first of all Biblically, you got the whole Shemitah thing, right? Yeah. We could talk about that for hours, I'm sure, but we're not going to do that this morning. Then, as all the store owners, hoteliers, cab drivers, and, you know, shopkeepers said to me, it's August. It's August now. And we need American Jews to come and visit now. It's our biggest tourist season, and they're abandoning us. In your case, you're getting very close to the harvest, right? This is very close to the we harvest. We already season. finished our Oh, you did our finish harvest. the harvest? Yes, for us. But nonetheless, a war or something that would preoccupy you know, the majority of people in Israel could be very detrimental to your operation, right? We can look on two sides of it for the effects. Uh, the first side is making the wine. So if in a certain day the winemaker comes, we taste the wines, right. every, the grapes every day, and we decide that we need to harvest the next day or maybe within the next two days. That could be it. as quickly ready. as that. Yeah, because it's ready now. And you don't have the people. You don't have the manager because he's doing reserve, right. and you don't have the employees because they're doing reserve, or right. maybe the w- if girl if it's a girl, so her husband is right. doing reserve. So you don't have the right people to do it as normally. But thanks God, we have a lot of good people around us. And for an example, for one day that we didn't have the right stuff, so we called all the teenagers in the villages around us, and we've got like 50, 60 guys coming great, in. That's a great story. Four o'clock, four o'clock in the morning, 14 years old. Little guys, it's it's a hard work. It's not an easy job. We have a, a, just a window of time to make it happen because we cannot stay until later than nine, ten o'clock in the morning because it starts being hot right. and we don't want it for the grapes. So we had these guys. They came in. Everyone was so happy and tried to help as much as possible. And we had, you know, it, that was one of the happiest day in the business because it was fun. It was what were fun. they doing? They were picking. They were boxing. What were they doing? They were picking. They were picking the grapes. That's. You, it's how, do you, how do you teach it to them in 10 minutes? You're yeah. basically teaching them in 10 minutes how to I pick have to grapes. tell you, picking the grape, it's not a hard job to do, but it's, it's not a hard job to know how to do, but it's a hard job to do it for five Physi- hours. Yeah, right. It's physical. Maybe for half an hour, it's a great fun. <laughs> for an hour, it's a great exercise. Right. For five hours, that's a labor. And that's, you need them to get as much done as possible, obviously. We have to finish certain plots because right. if they're ready, they're ready. You don't want to wait. You don't want to wait another day. You don't want to wait another week. You know what's so remarkable? I don't know what would happen in this country if, if people here were under war conditions. But And I saw this so just in the short visit. I saw this so much. The volunteer effort. People just, you know, I mean, we met people who took off three weeks from work just to help with the soldiers and, you know, with activities that they weren't required to do, just to be there this and go amazing. the extra mile. These, this is amazing what you see in Israel these times. Sometimes you are a little bit sad that it's only when it's hard. Right. It should be always. Of course. But these times, everyone is unite. Whatever you hear, whatever, you know, small voices that you hear from the sides, the majority, and I'm talking like 95% of the people in Israel are united to get together and to make it happen, to make it good. Right. And you said the kids on. came from areas around... Around the village, the, around so Netofa. Would we have heard of any of the places where they're from? Like, is there any... Or these are really small towns? Small villages, you know, <laughs> small villages, 100, 150 families, maybe from Tiberias, right. some, some guys, but from the area. We just, you know, we posted the day before. We said, guys, we need people for tomorrow. Can you help us? And that's it. And if they wouldn't have shown up, God forbid, it could have had a tremendous financial effect on the entire operation. 
you know, on, on, as Jay said before, when we look on the finance, we say, okay, that's the least of the problem. I understand, but and still. Yeah, it could you're have. You're trying to run a business, you and your know. example is being replicated in so many other places. You can never know. We say, you can never know what can happen the next day. But yes, if you want to follow a certain track, yes, it's very, very important to stand on times, and the effect can be uh, uh, big. That's one side of it. Right, the, other the other side, the other side is, you know, selling wines. Now, it's not just about selling the wine. It's about the, the general atmosphere that you have during a war. If my brother is doing reserve, with all due respect, I'm not going to celebrate tonight in a right, restaurant. That's true. I'm not going to buy pizza, right. as, as, uh, uh, as we talked about right. it before. And I'm not going, I'm not going I may to not be a in hotel the for a weekend. If right. I have a weekend in a hotel, I'm going to cancel it. Right. I, I, I don't feel like. I don't want to go out of my home. I don't want to order food. I will make something small. And I'll stay back home. And you know, most people like this, it's not because we're sad. It's because you said... That something is happening here. You cannot deny it's it. It's inappropriate. Yeah. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to celebrate. Right. I'm not going to open a good bottle of Netofa wines. I'm not okay. going to go to a restaurant where you would typically drink a bottle of wine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's really affecting. And yet you see people that are really trying to make it better. And there's beautiful stories all around the country. As you said, for an example, they do like uh, uh, markets for for wineries from the south. Right. So they they gather together maybe eight wineries from the south and they opened the big market in Tel Aviv for one evening. And Just to in, buy in Jaffa, their wines. in Jaffa, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was amazing, and they sold many wines. You know, they had maybe I don't know, one thousand people came in just to buy wines, just to support these wineries, to help them in this time. Give me one second. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety one point nine on the FM dial. Around the world in the web, jmdm.org. Jay Booksbaum, world's number one kosher wine sommelier, is in our studio. Yair Tebu? Exactly. Yair Tebu is here from the northern part of Israel. Natofa Wines is his responsibility. They're a small boutique winery that continues to grow. I know this is not your area. Maybe Jay could do this more, but you just mentioned the south of Israel. So the south of Israel has climate and conditions where you could actually have a winery. Well, I have to tell you that uh, even Yatir Forest, as an example, where uh, Yatir comes from, uh, and even the Hare Yehuda, the Judean Hills, right. which is considered kind of the south, I guess. Yeah, but it seems cooler in the Hare Yehuda. But, but that's my point. Even in Yatir Forest, even in the desert, at night, <laughs> the temperatures get down to 40s and 50s. I don't know and, what it is. And by one of the important things are the difference of the temperature between the day and the night. And uh, so they get really, really ripe during the day. But they don't harvest anything during the day. Just like Yair was explaining, all the harvesting is done. The grapes come in literally like they're refrigerated because they, they, they come in before dawn. I mean, they literally come into the wineries before dawn. So that's how they're able to accomplish a lot of what, uh, of what exactly. a lot of good wineries can with great grapes, it's even from those areas. Not just good, very special as well. Yeah. On Yair's point, and I know we've done this a million times, but this is the time to do it. People should be buying Israeli wines now. I mean, this we is We have, like, I, I have to tell you, you know, Elliot is doing his thing. Uh, you described a, a wonderful promotion that they did in Israel amongst right. the locals. There is now out there a $24 rebate. I have to, I have this, to. In, in our market? Right, in our market. There's a $24 rebate. Now, when you go to any kind of rebate, usually you get the check, right? right? Correct. But instead, a group of wineries have gotten together under the Israel Wine Producers Association. They've all come together, and you can go into a store, and if you buy any case of assorted wines from them, 
a $24 check goes to David uh, DMA. Uh, Maginda, uh, MDA. 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 Right. Yeah. And David Adam. So instead of you getting the check, and then that check that goes to, to MDA, there's a letter that goes to you that says, thank you for your donation and thank you for supporting Israeli wineries. So any mixed or otherwise case of Israeli wine in what? Any major... Any, any major retailer that you know carries a decent selection will have this. They will have that. They'll have these posters and they'll have these little tear offs. You write your name and address on the back. You, and it's and not just the twenty four bucks to MDA. You're also buy, exactly. buying twelve bottles of Israeli wine, exactly. Exactly. which so is so important at this. So time. I think before, especially now before Yontif, when a lot of people right. are going to buy a lot of wines. Now's the time to, to do this. And You're going to get in trouble with the New York and California people, or you'll be all right? No, New York and California okay people are, are fine with it, too. And By the way, if Yair is doing harvest in July, yeah. New York and California are doing it, what, in September? When are you? When is the, it? it goes from uh, late mid-August to late September. Because there'd be no way for him to wait till the end of the summer, right? That would be right. impossible. That's right. But well, in our weather, much hotter. Right. But in our weather conditions, yeah. it makes I mean, obviously, it makes yeah. sense. I'm just saying that that would be the right time of year to do it. Although our particular grapes that on some years go as late as September. Because even in Israel? Well, in Israel, yeah. yeah. In Israel. What we said in the beginning, that the, some, varieties, that we, right. the varieties that we grow for Netofa are special varieties, and the way that we make the wine is a little bit you know, old world, traditional. We have to harvest them soon. We don't want right. early. We don't need a lot of sugar in it. The earlier, the drier, right? That's always the thing. Am uh, I right, or is that is that no, wrong? No, 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 not necessarily. I was totally wrong on that. Not well, totally, not totally <laughs> wrong. But there <laughs> is some correlation. <laughs> it's very simple to, to explain it simply. The higher the sugar level, right. the higher the alcohol level. So the more time you take till you harvest it, the higher the sugar levels. Exactly. Be. Now, usually, what that means is that if if a, a winery like Natofa vinifies their wine, they'll they'll vinify all the sugar out so you'll have a much higher alcohol level. Right. Sometimes what they do, some wineries will stop the fermentation before all the sugar has been eaten by the yeast and so you will have you know, let's say 12-13% alcohol but then you'll have 1-3% to let's say residual sugar left that's natural from the original grapes. Um, but so there is, there can be some correlation, but that doesn't necessarily have to be. In Yair's case and in their wine's case, they try to harvest their grapes at a point where the balance of alcohol is correct. Alcohol and, and acidity. And acidity is correct. So it's not so alcoholic. It's not so. And when it's not harvest season, there's plenty to do in a winery, right? Almost he, always. There's always something that needs to be done. Except from Shabbos. There's right. always something. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> but aside from that, there's always something that needs to be done yeah. all year round. Very interesting, I'll tell you. And one of the things about these wineries, and we should keep this in mind as well, it's obvious that at uh, certain points during the year, there, the, the number of staff members goes up. I mean, it's obvious. I mean, you're importing 40 volunteers. I assume that would have been staff, maybe a combination of staff and volunteers that would have been doing that job. You know, while, So you always have the core, the staff that, right. that works for you all year round. And around them, you have some people that that helps. The part-timers. Yeah, part-timers, part-time of the year that we need them. If it's for the harvest, if it's for cutting the, right. the vines. Um, many things. By the way, a very nice thing that comes now is the, the Shemitah year. I don't right. know if it's... A, That's starting soon and... How, yeah. do we, how do we adjust to that? So first, if you want to keep Shemitah, there's a few things that you can or can't do with the, with the vines. It starts with the, with the vineyards. Right. Uh, so we're going to do a lot of works before Rosh Hashanah. And that's another thing now because 
one will think that once you finish with the harvest, you can rest a little bit I in the know, vineyards. Now you can't rest. This year, it's, it's right. totally the opposite way because we have to do few things now before Rosh Hashanah. Right. So we are in, in a great rush. So every day we have a lot of work doing uh, over there. And during the year, we're going to have a lot of festives and nice things uh, uh, during the Shemitah year all over Israel. Maybe, maybe we'll Jay do a can. Thing at yeah, we got to. Yeah. Maybe we can bring, you know, maybe we can bring another uh, people to talk. Boy, oh boy. And, and, and again, there'll be ways for people. Obviously, they're not as active during Shemitah. There'll be ways for people to support. Israeli uh, vineyards during that time as well. I have to tell you before, one of the things that and when I when I told you about this idea about talking about the economic impact, one of the things that caught my attention was Chaim Herzog, that's Yoichi's son, right. who's now working in the industry, right. was going to go to Israel. And then three days into the heavy bombardment, he decided to cancel the trip. Right. And when he called the, his objective was to see the food people. Mm-hmm. Okay, And he was going for business only. And when he called him to tell them that he was canceling the trip, he said, oh, good, I'm glad you canceled. And he looked at, you know, he looked like quizzically, why? And they said, because half of the factories that you wanted to visit, the management is not there, the factories are shut down, you know, it's... There's no you, production. You won't even be able to do what you wanted to do. So it's not like we're angry at you, on the contrary, which shows you how how great an impact this really has. And uh, I was talking to Gilad Flam. Great winery, great people, wonderful human being, and he told me that not only his his big businesses, restaurants, you know, they they carry lots of his lots of restaurants carry his wines, but his his big problem was just collecting money from older because why? Because the restaurants are not doing any business, so they have no cash flow. So you know, how are they going to pay those invoices? I was talking to Chaim Snow. Right, I you, saw Chaim yesterday morning, Tuesday morning. So Chaim Snow was telling me this time of year. He does a lot right. of bar mitzvahs of and bar mitzvahs. The videos and everything, of Videos course. and everything. Now and people are canceling the events. People are canceling the events. He's not following them around with his video yeah. camera. He's got to eat, too. You know, he's got to pay his mortgage, staff. his staff, his whatever. So it's really... Uh, people, don't, we could sit here all day with the ripple effect of this war. And hopefully, I mean, we had some suggestions earlier. Hopefully uh, people will respond and we'll... I understand canceling trips, the business trips and all that, and no tightness on the Herzogs. They're in Israel 400 times a year. But the North American Jews, as I've been saying, they are, everybody, all of us, have to step it up and keep the trips on the calendar, especially now at the end of August. If you have one scheduled, try your hardest. Ceasefire is continuing, it looks like, through the weekend at least. Get it to Israel as soon as you can. And uh, certainly for Sukkot, to get there and to to, uh, show solidarity and spend a lot of money. Another thing that can be done, another thing that can be done for the people who come to Israel to visit us from North America, it will be very, very helpful to have them going all around visiting us as you did. All right. Perhaps visiting right. in the businesses because there's a lot of businesses. Would they be able usually, to see something at all? Yeah. Right. We have a beautiful wine room. I think every, every wine room, every business will welcome any right. visitors now that will come. Yeah, that's true. And during this time, it will be very helpful coming visit us in Jay, Natofa. if we do the November trip, are we going to, to Natofa? Sure. Are we going to have time? We'll make time. It's a long journey from Jerusalem. It, it's a, <laughs> you can make it. <laughs> All right. So, because you know how it is when I step into a wine room, Jay. Yeah, now, you know what happens. Now you're the expert. All of a sudden, I'm a, All of a, sudden, I, I'm a, a sommelier. A connoisseur. It's I amazing. Mean, it's I'm a sommelier, a, right? <laughs> it's incredible. A feinschmecker, as what, they used to as, say. As Jay Booksfab likes to say. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else do you want to add? Anything else you want to tell us today in uh, terms of the um, buying Israeli? Uh, that is the message today, folks. The me- it's very simple. Tomorrow's Friday, you know, right? Yeah, you, yeah, Buy was, some Israeli wines for Shabbos, what, please. What, what is that? Uh, what is that acronym that they use in the MDA? Uh, the, 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 that 
the Protestants and a lot of the uh, left wing have talked about uh, not, you know, not buying Israeli oh, BDS? BDS. Yeah. Yeah, boycotting. Boycott, divestment, and uh, sanctions. All right. So you think about it. Yair made a very good point to me over coffee around the corner this morning. He said, think about it. Even in Gaza, one of the biggest problems is is that there's not an economic base. Right. People are not happy. They're not living an economically pleasant life. And, you know, this BDS is contrary to everything that makes sense, even from the point of view of peace. Correct. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. So the more we're able to, you know, and, and then if you, if you, if you take it, which is where we're really interested in more than anything else, the Israeli side, you know, if people are not going to be able to make a living, it, it, it's just going to, it's just going to make the whole situation worse, not only from an economic point of view, but also from a peace and, and, I 100% agree. I think the 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 fact that almost 80,000 people went on reserve, and you need to understand that people who are going for reserve, these are not these are people who's got good jobs. These are people right. who manage factories, food factories, as you mentioned, Jay. They, they 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 work. They give their time to the country because they believe in that. So they are people with the uh, standards, and they stay. And if the the economic will be will get worse and worse in Israel. Then we're also going to have problems that, that will go there because they won't be able to go to the reserve. They, they won't be able to, to put their time and help the country when it needs it. No question. Yair, a pleasure meeting you. Thank you very much for the time. I look forward to seeing you in the Tofa, Looking uh, near Tzfat, in the, uh, in the wonderful boutique winery of yours. Uh, Jay Booksbaum, the message is very simple. There are a lot of things we discussed this morning. I think it was enlightening for a lot of people. But the message really is very simple. Buy Israeli wines right now. This is a good time to do it. You mentioned Rosh Hashanah is coming up. Cases of wines are going to be purchased. Retailers have the uh, MDA uh, the MDA rebate. Rebate They've to got up that. to twenty four dollars for a case. Even, so and even that. if you want to buy a bottle or two, you can it, two or you know two dollars goes for every bottle. So oh, so yeah. it's not just cases. It's not just cases, right? All right, so everyone should check that out. And uh, finally, Jay, I invite you. It'll be on my homepage a little later on this morning, and it'll be on audio at 11 o'clock on our stream. I invite you to pay careful attention to my visit to the Pisago Winery. <laughs> I think you'll enjoy it. I'm, you'll I'm say, wow, finally after 20 years, I taught this guy something. I'm looking forward finally. to it. Finally. Mm-hmm. How forward. did it take this long, Jay? I'd like to know. I'm looking forward to You'd it. think such a great teacher like yourself and such a great student like me, you'd think it would have taken a shorter amount of time. <laughs> How did it take so long? The, best, like things, the best things are difficult. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, my thanks to Jay Booksbaum. He's the number one kosher wine sommelier on the globe and uh, brought us a very important topic today with one very important message. Keep supporting the people of Israel. An amazing way to do so, as we say all the time, is through the purchase of Israeli wines. More coming up. Keep it here at 91.1 FM. 90.1 FM in the Catskills. Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial and around the world on the web. jmnam.org.
מזמנים קשים, העם ביחד, כולם מוכנים, העם מאוחד, צהל מגן, העם מעודד. Israel, 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 Israel,
the AM. Ellie Schwabel here on a Jam Name Thursday morning. We Are One is the name of that selection, by the way. That's We Are One off of the CD Hearts Mind. Lenny Solomon, I had to do it again. We're talking about Israel, encouraging people to buy Israeli products. How important it is, especially now in light of the war and everything. Had to play the uh, Am Yisrael and Netzach. Lenny Solomon with that brand new single that he wrote during the war a couple of weeks ago. Ohad had Mivan Siach here at JM and We'll dedicate that to everybody who's getting married this week. So many big events this week because of the, uh, now that we're past, past the three weeks, back into the wedding season. A lot of chatanim and kalot. Mazal tov from all of us here at JM and the AM. 64 degrees, mostly sunny, a high temperature of 79. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline, the executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us tomorrow at 7.40 in the morning. And we'll go through as many events of this week as possible, as many news items as possible. This news item from today is throwing everybody for a loop. Amid diplomatic tensions between Barack Obama and Prime Minister Netanyahu, the U.S. halted a shipment of air-to-ground missiles to Israel last month during Israel's offensive in the Gaza Strip. It's a report in the Wall Street Journal. We'll ask Malcolm about that tomorrow, I can guarantee you. Seems to be the headline in the uh, news around the world. Um, the 18th day in the month of Menachem Av. Today is the 85th anniversary of the massacre in Hebron. Uh, I've talked about the significance of this event uh, regarding my own family uh, many, many times. My father was a student in Hebron until one week before the massacre, until Tisha B'Av, when the yeshiva school year ended. And he knew many of the people who were murdered in that massacre that began on a Friday Arab Shabbos. And um, today, the 18th of Menachem Av is the 85th anniversary. And what a what a difference! What a difference! Look back at the position of the Jewish people and those, especially in Israel or in the land of Israel at that time in 1929, and look at the position today. What a difference! Someone pointed out. Larry Waxman said this uh, to us on Shabbos. Back in 1929, Jews were massacred the way they were in Hebron. And then 85 years later, Arabs from Hebron commit three murders that lead to an amazing victory by the IDF and incredible unity in Achdut for the Jewish people. Quite a difference, quite a difference. Uh, J.M. and the A.M. on this Thursday, and a reminder that later this morning, uh, well, actually starting at 9 o'clock, our great programming will continue on our stream at jmtheam.org, which we call the Nahum Siegel Network. At 11 a.m., our visit to the Psagot Winery. It happened this past Monday on Tuba Av. You get to see the whole thing in action. You get to see me turn into a wine drinker. Uh, 11 o'clock this morning, Eastern Time on the stream. It'll be audio. It'll be video. Check out the homepage of NahumSiegel.com for the video and, of course, the audio on all of our outlets, so to speak. If you haven't yet installed the NSN app, 
said you could hear us clearly anywhere around the world through your Android or iPhone. Make sure to do so. Search NSN, Nahum Siegel Network. Get the app in as soon as you can so you can enjoy all of our great programming at any point. Uh, you'll be glad you did. A lot of great things uh, you'll be able to hear by listening to our programming on a daily basis. 27 minutes before 9 o'clock. It's JM in the AM, and uh, this is a... Um, Brand new selection from Michal Przensky.
J.M. and the A.M. Yaakov Shweki. Great song off of the Kolot CD entitled Kamu Baneha. Words from Eshet Chayel. Michal Przanski at Orech Yamim. You heard Ali Shwebel from the uh, Hearts Mind CD. Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. Tomorrow we're here between 6 and 9 a.m. And Malcolm Holmline will join us at about 7.40 with the weekly update. Make sure to be tuned in. There's a lot to be spoken about, that's for sure. We'll do that tomorrow at 7.40 in the morning here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Yudin, of course, will join us as well. I thank Rabbi Yudin. Amazing contribution to this Day Road show last Friday. Uh, just before we headed out for the Hachnasa Sefer Torah that everyone seems to be talking about. So I thank him for that. Uh, a big hello and a big welcome back to the Nala group at Camp Masora. Rabbi Noam Weinberg is back with the uh, group of uh, 35 or so. Uh, 10th graders heading to 11th grade who enjoyed a tremendous summer in the Holy Land. So Nala, we say welcome back to you. And the best regards to our friends up at Camp Missouri. Normally Nala goes up to camp for a few days, but uh, they got back so close to the end of camp this time, so they're not going to be doing that. But uh, big regards to uh, Ari and Joe and everybody up at Camp Missouri. The New York State Courts have announced an open competitive exam for the position of court officer trainee. The starting salary with location pay is uh, $43,500. The maximum salary rate after successful completion of a two-year traineeship is over $71,000. This entry-level position can lead to future exam-based promotional opportunities and salaries in excess of $100,000. Positions offer generous benefits, including medical, dental, life insurance, and retirement pensions, plus court employees in the first year Get four weeks vacation, 12 paid holidays, and 13 sick sick days. Wow. The filing deadline is today. Applicants have to be uh, 18, U.S. citizen, New York State resident, have a high school diploma, and a valid New York State driver's license. There's no maximum age limit right now. Shabbos observers are accommodated for information, for the application, etc. Just remember, it's got to be done by today. It's a long web address, but I'm going to give it, because I know this has helped a lot of people in our community in the past. Um, web address, http colon slash slash www.nycourts.gov. Again, that's www.nycourts.gov slash careers slash cot dash 2014.shtml. Again, it's uh, www.nycourts.gov slash careers. Slash cot, um, which I guess means court officer trainee, right? Slash cot dash twenty fourteen dot shtml. So that is the web address, and again, it's been helpful to some folks in our audience over the years. So we'd like to pursue that. Again, they have Shabbos accommodations. It could be extremely, extremely helpful. J.M. and the A.M., more coming up on this Thursday morning broadcast. Don't forget that uh, our stream continues. Our Nahum Siegel Network continues with amazing programming all day long, including today at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, the radio show we did on Tuba'av from the Psagot Winery in Israel. That's from 11 until 1 Eastern Time on our stream at jmtheam.org, and uh, you'll find the video on the homepage of Nahum Siegel com eighth day at JM in the AM.
Chorus title track from Eighth Day, Isaac Honig off of the Achenu uh, CD uh, that was um, that was released a few months back, uh, featuring Shlomi Daskal, Shlomo Cohen, Yanki Daskal, and this one from Isaac Honig. It's called Valirish Alayim to wrap up a Thursday at JM in the AM.
Yerushalayim Yircho Brachamim Brachamim Thank you. 
Israel our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Wraps up a Thursday for us at JM and AM, two hours away from the Sagot Winery Show, which you'll hear at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Nahum Siegel Network. Check it out online at jmandam.org. You can also see the whole thing at nahumsegel.com. The video will be posted on our homepage. It's a funny show. Once you get past the serious part at the beginning about the Shomron and Matei Binyamin, it turns into a pretty good show I think you'll enjoy. Uh, that's for the live lunch today between 11 and 1 o'clock tomorrow morning, Malcolm Holmline joins us. We review the events of the last couple of weeks through the lens of the weekly update. That's tomorrow, 740 in the morning, right here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.